What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm at the table with Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to be here in the studio again. I, I say that every week, though, yeah. but, man, I truly, this is one of the best parts of the week. For man, sure. Getting in here. Good talks, always. But All right. So, guys, you saw the title. Today, we are going to talk about some next-level promo skills. We're gonna, I'm going to try to help you figure out how to create experiences instead of just delivering information to your crowd. That's one step of today's process, at least. So, it is no secret that speaking is just as important as performing inside the ring. Promos are a vital part of becoming a professional wrestler, but there are more ways than one to improve your speaking skills. Even the greatest speakers are always learning. So even when you achieve a, a high level of speaking ability, there are ways to improve to set yourself apart from the best of the best. So guys, real quick, head on over to Facebook. Check us out at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Jump in our Facebook group. Let us know what you thought about this podcast. You can also talk to, you can talk to me, you can talk to Aaron, you can talk to any of the people that listen to our podcast and chime in about all the stuff that we offer. Yep. So talk to your peers. There's pro wrestlers in there. There are promoters, bookers. You know, that can get you employed as a professional wrestler in that group. You need to head on over to Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. All right, guys. So, professional wrestling is an act. It's a performance. We all know that. Now, the best acts are often just extensions of someone's own personality. But I think sometimes pro wrestlers get way too caught up in the act and take themselves out of the moment. So, today... Just as a, as a twist to the common things you've heard before, I want you to stop thinking about your promos as just pure performance. Um, you're not a Broadway actor, okay? Yes, you need to emote. You need to be grand. You need to be theatrical. But you don't need to overact so much that you lose the meaning of your speech or you lose the ability to connect to the audience, mm -hmm. right? So I, I want you to pull back the reins a little bit. I want you to think about your promos as presentations, all right, that doesn't mean make them boring, okay? It means decide on a clear message that you want to pass on to the people listening mm -hmm. and execute on that intention. I have watched way too many pro wrestlers get caught up in their own act so much that they failed to deliver any memorable speech. All right, there's no actual substance to any of it. So think about what is it I'm trying to express here? Why am I talking? You know, whatever that may be, whether it be the next show you're going to be at or your character specifically or the person you're about to challenge for the title, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, figure out exactly what the intent is of this promo. It's not just, oh, go cut a promo. You should have some clear message that you need to deliver and make sure that you're getting that message across while you do your character and all that stuff. That's perfectly fine. So promos are an opportunity to share and connect. All right. You should be delivering a message with clear intent. That message should allow you to connect to the audience or at least specific audience members. And hopefully you, by getting their attention and connecting with them, you, you make lifelong fans or you get them to, to you know, liven up the entire crowd by sitting beside them and all that stuff. So remember, fans want to be you. That's, that's typically what it is. The people in the front row want to be the pro wrestler. So connect to them. You aren't speaking just to hear your own voice, all right? You are speaking to and for them, and that is a great way to think yeah. about the difference between a heel and a baby face, all right? Heels speak to an audience, and baby faces speak for an audience. I like that. Keep that in mind. That's a good one, um, and that's a subtle way to remember 
if you ever do a switch, if you're a heel mm-hmm. and you, you're going to become a babyface sometime, you're going to start actually speaking for the audience instead of at them and vice versa. So practice, right? I've told you so many times to practice in the mirror, practice you know, in a camcorder and watch it, practice in front of your friends. And of course, you practice at actual shows in the ring by getting your reps in and smaller venues and whatnot. It's perfectly fine. Get all your practice in. But I'm telling you, you can actually practice daily, hourly, and maybe even by the minute you can practice in certain ways. I'm not asking you to cut a promo on your boss, but I want you to think about you can practice skills that will translate to promos, such as your timing, your cadence, and you can do that during daily conversations. Mm -hmm. Like if you greet your, your fellow pro wrestlers or trainees like at training that week, the way you're speaking matters. Make the things count by using a cadence or using pauses in your sentences so that people catch on to what you're trying to deliver. Um, when you share your thoughts during a work meeting at work, I mean, that's a presentation, right? If you're doing that, you want to emote properly. You want to pause at the proper moment. Make sure you're delivering a clear message. Think about that in relation to your promo as well. If you pitch an idea to your boss, you shouldn't go in there completely scatterbrained and, and at a loss. You should have a clear intent, something you know important to deliver to them so that they can understand and think that you're competent in, in whatever you're trying to deliver to them. Be it like you, you want a raise or you want a promotion or you want this or that or you got a new idea for your company or something. Think about that when you're pitching those ideas. And also when you're speaking to your spouse whether it be something about um, your house or your, your eating habits or dinner that night or, or what the kids are going to do or you know, the future of your, your relationship or the future of your kid's educational career. Think about that when you're talking about clear delivery of intent, um, a focused message, and connecting with your audience. And your audience might be your wife. Yeah, uh, That's fine. You want to connect to them as you speak. You know, on the cadence, when you said that, mm-hmm. one of the things that popped in my head is a really good comedian. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I could be telling a yes. joke, but if I don't have the right cadence yes. and emphasize the right words, right. then it's not going to land the same way that a good co- That's what makes a comedian Plow so good. through a punchline. Yeah. Like, yeah and, it may, and it doesn't land. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You're right. Comedians are great ones to watch as far as that cadence goes. So here's a quick cadence tip um, uh, that always kind of helped me because, of course, I'm the weight room guy. But, like... Pausing during speeches, they're like clips on the end of your barbell, right? They hold everything together. So when you're speaking, be sure you're allowing people to digest what you're saying by adding those pauses in. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of draws more attention to what you just said because you stopped and you're asking them to sort of think about it, process it, digest it, as opposed to just constantly just spewing out word after word after word. And this relates, I mean, some of you experts out there, I'm sure, are drawing the line that this relates perfectly to a wrestling match as well, by the way. It's not what we're talking about today, but like you get a lot of old timers saying that all that pro wrestling is is like boom, 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 boom. There's no there's no time to stop and digest the action. I agree with that at times. Mm-hmm. So in your matches, think about that's why we do things in a pro wrestling match like a hold, a submission hold, or 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 what we would call a double down, which is where like they close on each other and both people are down for a little bit. You do those to put like pauses in the sentences so they can digest whatever you just got through doing. Yeah, and I think maybe you've uh, mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but I know like I think it was uh, The Rock you said as an example because mm-hmm. he would have those pauses mm-hmm. and everyone would be chanting or doing whatever, oh, yeah. you know, raise the eyebrow yes. and then go like he, he he was really good at listening to the audience yep. and knowing when to let them speak while he was For being sure. quiet. It makes it sound feel so much bigger and more important too yeah. when he did it. 
So here are some ways that you can register and get feedback during your promo. So actually while you're delivering your promo, you can immediately get some feedback, not just like the boos and yays and stuff, but I mean actual feedback on are you delivering a quality information, a quality speech, whatnot. So when you hit a special point in the promo, articulate, emote big, pause to let that moment sink in, just like I said. So like sometimes when you're expressing certain things, use hand gestures. Use your facials, use all those things to make sure that people are paying attention and to know that that particular moment is big. Um, accurately observe, perceive, and respond to your audience's reactions, which is kind of what Aaron was just talking about with The Rock. So have the courage, This is, I just wanted to phrase it differently here, mm -hmm. so call y'all out a little bit maybe, but have the courage to check to see if they understand. All right, that matters in a meeting. I know that when I first started with like personal training and stuff and I would try to explain something to a client or explain something to, to a coworker or whatnot, sometimes I would just like try to plow through information that I was maybe reciting from a textbook and right. then like I would pray that they wouldn't like question me on it deeper or, and then maybe I would just keep talking so they wouldn't have a moment to like stop. You need to have the courage to check and see if people are understanding what yeah. you're saying. And that might mean no, well, number one, it means you need to know what you're talking about. Like, that's important too. Know, in, in pro wrestling, that might mean know your character or know the information if it's about a future event or something. Mm -hmm. Be sure you know what you're talking about. Um, but you need to be looking at that crowd, observing them, making eye contact, perceiving them, and responding to them if they're making reactions. Right. right? And, or if you have an opponent in the ring and you're cutting a promo and he's in the ring with you, watch him. And see what his what what is he doing? What is his facial expressions? And see if there's something you need to respond on. Don't lose focus, right? That's another thing that happens. I've seen people do that before too. They 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 think they're doing this, but what ends up happening is they just lose focus and it digresses into them like making fun of someone in the crowd and whatnot. There's a time and a place for all that, but if you have this big important promo happening between let's say a champion and a challenger, and all of a sudden you get distracted by talking crap to the guy in the front row, it really takes a lot of emphasis away from your opponent. So mm -hmm. be sure that you don't harp on that. Um, if you're in there by yourself, it's, it's you know, easier to do or better to do that because you've got somebody to talk to then. But like, don't harp on someone in the crowd for so long that you, you lose focus. All right, But you need to be watching, perceiving. You may just be back-pocketing the information you get. Yeah. And that's fine, too. You know, put it in your back pocket. Here's how they reacted or they didn't react or whatnot. But um, uh, you need to be observing. Have the courage to check and see if they understand. I, I was at a mm -hmm. show, um, and John Cena kind of made a special appearance mm -hmm. uh, when we were there. And he got the crowd uh, to count. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But like one, two, three. Right, right. But I think he did He did it once, and we didn't get it as a crowd. Like yeah, we were yeah. there, but we didn't know. Like he said it. Right. And then he paused, said something else, and then he did it again. And I don't know if that was like yeah, yeah. in this instance where he needed, he was trying to get that yeah, across, yeah. so he did it again. Right. But by the end of it, he wouldn't even have to count anymore. Yes. Everyone in the crowd they had was it. He one, had them. You know, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, they were eat, we were eating out of his hands. That's like, awesome. Oh, and, you know, getting to be involved in uh, the promo, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, anyway, just an example of kind of the stuff I've seen. Right. Or, no, that, and then that's a master of promos. Like, absolutely. Like, being it just, he's like, they didn't get it the first time. Like, we can, but I, I can get them. Like, bring it in yeah. and give it a shot. So, 
this, this relates to that a little bit here, but promos are not supposed to be frictionless. You want interaction. You want feedback. You want to know that people are listening. Now, feedback might be literal feedback, people hollering things out at you, or feedback might just be facial expressions and the, the in attention that people are giving you. Yeah. So um, they're not supposed to be frictionless. These people should not be bored on their phones or heading to the concession stand just mm -hmm. because you're talking. All right, That's a sign that there's something wrong with your promos. Yeah. You want them to be interactive in some way or another, even if that just means they're paying really close attention and harping on every word. So not frictionless promos. Be sure you're uh, taking that information in if that's what's happening to you. So the next one here, big words don't make small skills big. Mm -hmm. Okay, so throwing, and that doesn't just mean specific words. It may, though. I've heard them. I've heard people say things before that they really didn't need to. It just means like certain phrases certain examples, trying to insert quotes that maybe don't fit the situation. You don't need to like spice up the conversation with what you perceive as important if it's going to interfere with the message you're trying to deliver. Right. All right, so you don't just need tons of big words. You don't need tons of quotes and all this stuff. You need to focus and deliver and your, your speech, your cadence, your persona are going to carry you through that conversation, even if the thing that you say is necessarily not that crazy. Like mm -hmm. you might just be delivering some straight information, but your character and the way that you move and emote is going to make it look more important than it is. You don't have to throw in tons of crazy words that people don't understand. Yeah, yeah you, you have to be clear. The yes. message has to be clear. Be clear. Remember, you're trying to relate to them. I, I don't know if you did this a whole lot in your promos, John, but mm -hmm. I, I know uh, communication uh, for what I do. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I end up throwing a lot of analogies out there. Sure. Something that they're going to just, I know the person I'm speaking to sure. is going to relate to that more than they're going to relate to. Right. So if I'm training, you know, a guy that's uh, a uh, an accountant, right. like I'm going to try to relate it to accounting somehow. Right. Um, I don't know how that works there. But would that would that fall into maybe the big words? Don't make, you know, yeah. that kind of thing in there? I mean, absolutely. And you, 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 you have to, that part of that is finding your audience and stuff as well. Like I can give you an example of, because I like analogies and stuff as well. I, I worked with a client this week. He's an older man. He's in his 70s. He's retired. He's a retired lineman from the local electric company. He climbed up and down um, electric poles for 40 years. That's, right. that's all he did. Just climb up and down and fix electric poles and blah, blah, blah. Like that, that's what he did. And I was trying to help him understand the concept of his core when it related to exercising and stuff. And, um, the core gets misrepresented as just like the abs a lot, but right. it's way more than the abs. It's, it's your, it's your obliques. It's your, your pelvic floor. It's your diaphragm. It's your glutes. It's your lower back. Like mm -hmm. all that surrounding your midsection is your core and expanding your diaphragm with a big deep breath and then squeezing your stomach is how you kind of activate your core and i told him this analogy where i was just like hey you know those those really tall electric poles that they have to run those um those wires off the side of it and he was like oh yeah guide wire and i was like yeah guide wires they come off the side and they attach in the ground you know that's basically like the pole is your spine Right, and the guide wires coming off of it are your diaphragm and your core supporting that pole, so it doesn't just like fall over and snap in half. Yeah, and it was like such an eye-opening yeah, thing right. for him. And that that analogy might not work with everyone. It definitely won't work with everyone, but it works specifically with him. Um, so yeah, I love using analogies and stuff. Use things that people are going to understand. Right, like that's that's really what it boils yeah, it down to. Down. What they're going to stand in is clear. Yes, yeah. be clear with your intention. Don't throw stuff out there. Um, I, 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 it just happened, so I have to tell it right here because it's another analogy. So I just 
was at a fitness class right before I came here. He did a quick workout with a fitness group that also coach um, fit ranks is what it's called. And I, uh, you've seen it on my social media if you follow me, but like I joined one of their classes. I was not coaching. I was there. And one of the coaches was performing a move and it's a kettlebell lift and chop. So you lift the kettlebell across your body, you chop it down. And his analogy was um, like a samurai sword. And I looked out at the audience and I was like, I don't think most of these people know how to, they're not really familiar with swinging a samurai sword. Right. So, you know, like it's, I was like, you, you know, your audience sometimes it was very funny. People loved him and laughed at it and stuff. But, uh, but like, I laughed, I gave him some hard, a hard time for right. it. But, um, uh, I was like that, that you didn't know your audience on that one. That yeah. wasn't the right one. Samurai sword swinging might be something you do, but it's not something any of these people in here do. Right. So, uh, it was really interesting, but just be careful with your analogies. Cause you might not, you might be speaking to the wrong audience. Yeah. What well, I guess what I would take from that, like if I was in, uh, if mm-hmm. I was in Dallas or mm-hmm. something as a, a yes. baby face, I could be mentioning the Cowboys or something yes. particular, yep. or if I was, you know, a heel, it's that the Eagles beat them last week, you know, yeah, kind exactly. of to that. know your audience. That's exactly right. No, that's perfect example. All right, guys. So your appearance is a form of communication. And what I mean by this is I don't want you to slack just because it's promo time. And I, I've seen this before. I have seen guys be like, okay, I've got a promo early in the show and then my match is way later. So I don't have to get dressed yet. And they go out there and they cut their promo in what they walked into the the building yeah. wearing. And like maybe for somebody that's okay, like I mean maybe for like Stone Cold or something, like I you know, but you know, he Stone Cold did not go around in real life 24/7 wearing cut-off jean shorts and a and a 316 shirt. Like right. but it made sense that that would be what he'd wear in a promo. It looked great for his character. That was his promo attire mm-hmm. basically. And I did the same thing when I was a professional wrestler. I had my promo gear, or essentially I had my pro wrestling gear for my matches, and then I had my outside of the ring John gear as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just a a particular pair of pants and a particular shirt and a vest. Like that was, you only saw me in those two things. You all, and that would be completely relatable to my character. You know that I'm wrestling if I'm wearing my like fight shorts, and you know that I'm I'm talking or, or just arriving to the building or interacting in a promo or something backstage if I'm wearing the other gear. Right. So you need gear for your promos. Do not go out there in your cargo dad shorts and your Crocs mm-hmm. to cut your promo unless that's your character. I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet, but if that's your character, that's great. Go out there and do that. But if that's not your character, please come up with something that your your character is going to wear when they're cutting a promo, guys. It, it needs it matters. Your appearance absolutely matters. And if you walk out there, if most of your pro wrestling fans out there are forty to fifty year old like dads or something that just like pro wrestling, or maybe they brought their younger kid or something, and you walk out there and you're dressed in I don't know, blue jeans and a hoodie, maybe, I don't know. And you just look like a, like a teenager. Yeah. That's what they're going to kind of relate you at. Not mm-hmm. as like the champion. Yeah. You're just some dude. Yeah. Right. That's fine. But like, you don't, you want to be bigger than life and your appearance is a huge part of your communication with people. And it matters in your promos. It, it distracts me from listening to what they're saying if they're not dressed appropriately. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a really good one because mm-hmm. I know I get that a lot where, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, whatever they're doing, coming out there and yep. talking is not the same as their gear that they're wrestling in and it does throw you off. Right. For sure. Absolutely. So 
aim to be an experience creator, not just an information giver. So I know I started this episode off talking about I want you to think more about presenting than performing, but you are an experience creator, right? So be sure that your character is involved and you're not just going out there and verbatim speaking a like a a a speech that you wrote on a piece of paper and you just go boom, 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 done Mm -hmm. without listening to the crowd, without looking at anybody, without doing anything at all. You need to be creating an experience and that's going to involve an intelligent conversation, clear intent, looking the part, all these things we've already talked about. You bring all those together and that's how you create experiences Mm -hmm. for people. All right. So keep that in mind. You need to be creating experiences. You're not just out there talking for the sake of talking. So it's not about what you know. It's about how what you know affects the people you're talking to. Let's see if we can make sense of that. So I don't really care what you know or what you think your character knows. If the crowd can't understand it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Guys, like it doesn't really matter. If you're talking about your character like it's like you're a, a crazy spaceman from Mars or something, I don't know. Like, if, if you're talking about things that people absolutely cannot understand, and I know that somebody could probably make that gimmick work, I'm sure, but, like, if, you, if you're talking about things in general that people cannot understand, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose them quick. They're going to be going to get nachos, guys. Yeah. So you want them to stay. I've told you a million times in the past, like, always cut your promos assuming that people are going to stop listening halfway through. Be sure that you get your message out there and clear, and that might keep them listening, actually, at that mm-hmm. point, if you clearly give them some information. All right, guys, promos are complex. They really are. And they take years of practice, and they take trial and error to get comfortable with. But, you know, the way you train them does not have to be super complex. Daily interactions, simple things like uh, presenting more than performing and finding the right words, the right pauses, and all those things are going to make you the best of the best. They're going to set you apart from even the better guys mm-hmm. who are skilled but not quite skilled enough to know all these intricate details. So yeah. check that out, guys. You need to be delivering your promos appropriately because it is a major part of being a professional wrestler. But All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I always love talking about promos. It's always a great talk because yeah. it's, it's so, so important. And um, uh, I know you guys know it. You need to be physically fit. You need to be um, physically capable in the ring. You need to be mentally fit. And you need to have your speaking skills down. So, guys, if physical fitness is something that you are slacking on, please head on over to howtobecomeaprowrestler.com and check out Strong Style. That is our strength training gym program for your gym. You buy the program, you go to your gym, and you do the program. 12 weeks of strength training designed by us for professional wrestlers, all right? We've got some people in our gym, Aaron, doing Strong Style right now. I'm pretty excited by that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited by that because we get to kind of yep. watch them go through yes. and, and uh, help them, and um, I'm excited to get some of uh, the results. I want to see it. I, they've, you know, I, I mean, duh, I, I don't know. Don't be jealous, but they've got the actual creators on hand at times to talk mm-hmm. to, which is pretty interesting. Um, but uh, I would love to interact with you guys as much as possible, yeah. and you can do that in the Facebook group. So if you're doing Strong Style, go to our website, check out Strong Style, go to Facebook, check out our private Facebook group. You can talk to people. If you're not sold on Strong Style, uh, um, go to that Facebook group and talk to the people that have done it. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. I've had I've seen some amazing results in that group, and uh, you should go check it out. It speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler the podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event.
And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.